Hey, Brian, welcome back. Breaking content. Hey, Matt, we are back. It's, uh, I, I want to hear about what you're getting into this month yeah. on content. So the theme is, is like expectations, and it's sort of, um, I don't know, it, it embodies a lot for me. Like I, expectations of my content, expectations of the business, expectations of myself. And what I'm really, you know, when I say business, I'm talking specifically the WP Minute mm-hmm. and turning that uh, into, well, thinking to myself turning it into something bigger. But I'm at this, you know, over the holiday break. And I don't know if you got got like this during the holiday or if you've ever been like this during the holiday. There's like nothing going on for a week, which might as well be like a month for me. Like I am not used to just stopping and doing nothing for a week, uh, especially now with kids and kids at an age that are like, so Christmas is obviously huge for them. Yeah, we we went away for three days uh, with the kids, and that 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 served as sort of a break. But I I took my laptop with me, and I still worked. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and I say a week is that it was actually you know ten to twelve days, and you count like count the weekends, mm-hmm. right? And then of course New Year's. So that like I get into this this rut, this creative rut, mm-hmm. where I'm just like, do I want to like do I want to keep doing this do i want to keep doing this and at at like i look at it and i go it makes a nice chunk of 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 revenue there's definitely expenses and expenses really just like ramping up like more writers and you know softwares and stuff like that so then it's like half of me like part of me is like "Ah, do i do i want to continue to do this do i want to be that guy that brand in wordpress because then when I look at the Twitter feed and I look at my colleagues who are creating WordPress content, it's like nobody respects WordPress content. Not even the WordPress creators respect WordPress content. And I feel like I push myself into this area of like, you know, am I the only one who thinks about creating content at this level? Am I the only one that thinks about creating WordPress content at this level? In other words, like Interesting. integrity reporting journalism yeah right and wp minute and your whole approach really with all of your content over the years has been this like journalistic angle right and and i you know i i barely passed english right (laughs) so like i'm not matter but it's it's just like somebody's is there to not only report but i feel like keep companies Mm -hmm. honest but that's what like that's the imposter syndrome that keeps hitting me like at, at this point of, of the year every time i you know inflect r- reflect on what's going on with with what i'm doing creatively and um, i, I, you know, mean, I already have so many questions so and, and you know and i and i see people so the problem is is you know on one hand you get you you, you know you're selling sponsorship you're talking to people everyone's like yeah love it great you know make a good chunk of cash for the amount of traffic I actually get in comparison to other media outlets. And then I'll see other WordPress content creators be like, ah, I don't listen to any other podcasts. I don't do any newsletters. I don't do any YouTube channels. Like that's all, you know, that's not for me. And then there'll be WordPress product companies who I've seen like saying, oh God, like business is terrible. I, I'm not a good marketer. I don't do this. But then also be like, I never listen to a WordPress podcast. I never read a WordPress newsletter. Those are foolish. It's like, man, where are you all at mm. in this? You know, who who respects this space? And I just feel like 
I'll that, play. Uh, that's a missing part. I'm gonna. Of my I'm life. gonna play uh, armchair therapist here for for a second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm hearing you say. I mean, I'm hearing you question whether whether it's worth all the effort to keep pushing on right. on your effort with with WP Minute. What's a little bit unclear to me. It, I, I'm hearing you talk about like is what seems to be like like the stressing point is like people in that industry and in that in that audience space don't don't respond or don't uh respect that co- type of content but what about like the business case for wp minute is is mm. is running this business like worth it from a financial perspective and maybe just something like an asset that you own it might not be like profitable right now but like it's something that could be sold or it could be leveraged in some way like is it worth worth it to you to have that in your portfolio of everything that you're in? Yeah. I mean, clearly the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the answer is yes, because again, like it's, it's certainly a nice little bonus income. Um, and it having the WP minute as an asset unlocks, you know, like we talked about in the last few episodes, like having a podcast unlocks opportunity. You meet other people, people come to you, it's definitely like the biggest business card, you know, you can have in this space, I guess, aside from like being another product owner or something like that. And so you're saying like the, the thing that, that, that is on your mind or that you're questioning is like, do you even enjoy it? Is it like, <laughs> like at, at a certain point there's, there's this balance of like, yeah, this thing might be, might make money. It might be good for my network. It might be good for my business and, and meeting people. But is that worth cranking away at something that I don't, just don't enjoy doing. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that, that I, I think about, I think a lot more about like legacy and impact when I, like when I really shouldn't. Like, well, I, let me I ask really, you this. Let me ask you this. I know that you, you know, you, you've got this great role with, uh, with gravity forms and, but this WP minute is, I, I hesitate to say side hustle because it's like, it seems like it's more than that. It's like a, a more significant thing that you do. If you were not doing content for the WordPress space, would you still have a side hustle? And yes. would you still be creating content in some other space? Yes. Is there another space that you would like to <laughs> pivot to? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I think this this very podcast is mm-hmm. is is that example. So part like so during that break, it's like I'm thinking about like continuing to scale WP minute or do I, or do I actually do less? Like I start thinking about things like community surveys, live events, like all the shit that you you would think about to grow like a media business. And it's like, why, why do that? Maybe I just shrink it down and it's just the YouTube channel or maybe it's, just the YouTube channel and the newsletter, right? I don't even have a public facing blog or maybe I don't even write about, uh, you know, recently I just wrote about W3 Techs. There's a, there's a website called W3 Techs. They track and measure uh, technologies from mm-hmm. like Linux and Microsoft and all this stuff, hundreds and hundreds or thousands of pieces of technology. They just named Elementor CMS of the year, 2023, right? So like I wrote a piece about that and I'm like, that's crazy, right? Like is Elementor really a CMS and why? And you know, so whatever. So I'm just, I start thinking to myself like, what should I continue to p- 
push into this area um, or should I just like really slim it down and keep it manageable because the expectations I have of myself sometimes are far too, it's just too much. Mm-hmm. And then I, I get I get to that, I can feel that burnout state coming. I think when it comes to creating and putting stuff out there, I tend to get, I get energy from the things that I hear responses from. Right, yep. Um, if things are quiet, then I probably lose interest in it pretty quickly. Out of all the things that you're doing, I guess just within WP Minute, so you've got the newsletter, the YouTube, the podcast, is there a certain channel that you find is worth the time and, and, and another channel that feels like, why am I even posting here? It's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's actually, yes. Yeah, so that was, that was one of the things I was going to bring up. And it's, it's you know, insightful of you to bring that up. Like, I think what it stems from literally is, is Twitter. It used to be mm-hmm. like the, it used to be the place where I got all like the traffic from literally died when Elon, like when Elon took it over and like started doing all this stuff. And I'm not like, you know, leaving the platform because of Elon or anything like that, but it definitely changed. I think everyone realized it changed. And I'm like, I spend a lot of super valuable Twitter, spent a lot of time there, met a lot of great places, people, uh, great connections, et cetera, et cetera. But it ha- it's not the leading source of traffic anymore. And I go there and like I stress myself out because I see this stuff happening. I, I see people talking about like, I, I don't listen to any WordPress podcast. I don't read any, any newsletters. And I know it's just a tiny f- amount of people that say these things. But as somebody who's been doing it for so long, I'm just like, God, just another person who doesn't like value this kind of content. So what I'm planning on on doing is to increase, and I don't know if this is better or worse, but is increase my involvement on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is that is that channel that I haven't touched for years and I keep saying I'm gonna start doing something there. Because I'll post, and, and the reasons why is because like I'll post, I had this uh, mentally, I had this fact in my head earlier today because I wanted to talk about it, now I'm forgetting it. But I'll post something. I'll write. I'll spend hours, just like you know. You're, you'll do. You'll create hours, hours to make this one video, and I'll do the same thing. And then I'll post it on Twitter, and get like freaking hundred views on Twitter. Yeah. Right now, I'm mean, like I'm at like sixty eight hundred followers or whatever. But then I have like three accounts, so I have WP Minute is like two thousand people, Matt reports three thousand people, and then my personal is sixty seven hundred or whatever. And I'm just like, it gets nothing. But then I'll post something like, I'll post some stupid tweet and yeah. then it'll get like 3,000 views. I'm like, I, You know, fuck? I'm really learning. It's, it's so weird. I've been on these platforms for like over a decade and, I, and I'm only now starting to really understand how different each platform really is from, from the other platforms. Like every platform is its own medium. It's, it's, it's a totally different medium and different mediums attract different people there. That's why that that's the big explain. One, one thing that I think that the whole world sort of learned about Twitter around the time that Elon took it over, but really the lesson happened years before that. It's like, why hasn't Twitter grown to Facebook level? Right. The reason is most people don't like text-based, you know, social networks and the people who are on Twitter, like you and me and our people, we are text people. We, 
we we're perfectly fine with reading text updates from our friends and posting our own text updates. But 99% of my other friends and family in my life, they don't touch Twitter. Right, right. They would they would never tweet and they probably would never even read tweets. They're, it's just not <laughs> I know, I know. interesting to them. But then then you look at YouTube, it's all video. People yeah. consume video because they're addicted to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and and Instagram is pictures. People people love these visual mediums, right? And so and I found the same thing. Whenever I post videos on Twitter, they do horrible. Like nobody watches them. That's um, what, you know. That's that. <clears throat> that's also, and that drives me nuts too. It's like, don't y'all want to push into the video sector? I'm giving you video. Give me part of the algorithm. For yeah, this but video. but it's like people go to Twitter for the text. They they want to be able to scroll it when they're when they're in a quiet place and they can't play a video or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But YouTube, like I literally sit on the couch at night and watch YouTube, and so it, it's it's about the medium. And and so the other thing that I think a lot about it as I'm planning, like kind of being strategic, maybe you can think about this is like, what's the purpose of every channel that you're investing in, right? So I've been, and I've been following uh, Jay Klaus's stuff a lot lately on this, and he has this concept of um, discovery channels and relationship channels. YouTube and even Twitter and LinkedIn to, to an extent are discovery channels because those are algorithm based, right? But some are better than others. Like YouTube, it really seems to me like that is the best algorithm at taking what YouTube deems to be quality content and just serving it up to people. With Twitter, it's not like that. Like twi Twitter, it's like it's just a crapshoot. You don't know what's going to what's going to catch fire. I only go to Twitter still because I sort of enjoy it and but there's plenty of times when I just hate it. And then LinkedIn, I think, is one of those algorithm games that that could also work well, but I haven't invested in it yet, but I, I plan to. And then yeah. like relationship channels is newsletter and podcast. Yeah, like you're not just gonna like grow your audience on through your podcast and through your newsletter just by having a newsletter. They're gonna first find you on YouTube or Twitter or LinkedIn and then subscribe. And then that's where you go deep. And and the and the the cool part of that is that like, you know, you're talking about the, these people on Twitter don't, don't respect the content game and, and WordPress. Well, those aren't your people. They're not, yeah. they're not subscribed to your email newsletter. Right. The, the people who do open your email newsletters, those are your people. That that's who matters. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and it's just like, it's like, I also realize that this is always, it's just a roller coaster ride. To me, everything is, a, is, is just a roller coaster ride. And it's, it's understanding when you're in the in the downfall and when you're in the ascent like up to the like to the fun part right and i realize when i get into these like valleys um and i just and i do just have to power through it or f like trick myself into like being productive so that when i get to the other side of it i'm i think another I feel good about myself <laughs> I, th I think another really important thing to focus on is who you are selling to yeah. And selling could, could mean just getting people to read your stuff, but you know, you, you've been in sales forever. So you, you know this, but like every time I come back to like, all right, who, who am I doing this for? Like, who is that one person that I'm, that I'm trying to make this whole thing for that frames it all up. And I, I'm actually still a little bit unclear on that for you with, with WP minute. Like, I don't know if it's the WordPress website owner or the agency owner or the plugin developer or the whoever, but like, I would want to start to get really clear on like, 
because you, you could literally just start to look at who are the people who are subscribed to your newsletter, who are the people who comment on your posts, what are they all about, what do they do, and then just like, oh, it's agency owners, all right, then I don't care about anyone else except for agency owners, you know, and like for me when I was talked about pivoting to full stack founder as the name, part of that was like zeroing in on like, all right, the thing that I think I'm going to be doing is like helping people become full stack product people. So then I just started like aiming all the effort at that person. You know? Yeah. When I look at the multiple revenue, uh, multiple channels of revenue that I have, it's probably not too far off, you know, from like a, a I mean, in terms of like what I'm doing of J Klaus, right? Membership, mm-hmm. $79 a year. There's like 90 people in the membership. Sponsorship. I, would, I would start there. Like who are the people who are paying for to be members? You know. So, so there's that sponsorship which has a which fluctuates you know it depends on you know i have some top dollar sponsors and then i have some you know nice in-kind sponsors that support for the year and then there's like then there's like google ads which is like the smallest but it exists and you know i can continue to grow that with youtube the challenge is so syed from awesome motive you know because he was talking about it he's like hey you should be really be promoting like the the community more and the and like promoting uh, the membership side of things, but I don't want to start like a membership, and maybe this is just the, the stupid part of my like my brain. Like the business is right in front of you, but you don't see it. He's like, you should really focus on uh, the membership. It's infinitely more scalable. You like you you make more money, and that actually made me pause for a second. I was like, wow, I'm surprised he's saying that because membership seventy nine bucks a year. I can sell a top sponsorship spot for 10 grand to a uh host a web host yeah but i and bet it's like i bet it's the in- kind of thing that you would by focusing on the membership you will also grow the sponsorships mm. because by focusing on it's it's a chain reaction right and, and it starts like this like all right these 90 members who are they what do they all have in common who is that target customer? Now I really know who that target customer is. Now that with that knowledge, you can optimize everything to make everything that you do even more attractive to that target customer. So that in itself is going to not only attract more paying members, but also attract more traffic, right? And then more traffic attracts more sponsors, you know? Um, and and the other thing about the, the membership is it sponsors would pay to get in front of, of WordPress professionals, right? Like that's a high value audience to sponsors. So the more that you can do that, like that, even like you're, it's, it's like more paying members is a more money in your pocket, but also a, a huge metric that you can show to sponsors. Like, look at, look at these 500 paying members that I have. Like you can, these are these are people who pay to access this. I had like this evil is probably a, a harsh way to describe it, but I had this evil thought um, because the highest paying sponsors is is web hosts. But then you know what what if I tailored like the content product to be much more like it, it just doesn't happen overnight. But this is like something that incrementally like evolves on the site, and I I don't know what the end result would look like, but. To like answer your question before that like who are you selling to if i said well i'm not selling to membership I'm not i'm gonna throw membership out the window i'm just gonna sell to 
web host sponsors, then like just tailoring all this content around web hosting. Mm, I mean, no, maybe I, I maybe I do that. Well, right? I don't know like, that that content about web hosting would attract more web hosts. It would. You you just because you'd get web, a few and then you'd alienate the rest. Yeah, probably. there's there's that, but also like web hosts just want to sponsor the content properties that have lots of people who are likely to own websites and need hosting for them. Yeah, you know, um, so like high quality jur journalism for WordPress uh, or high quality tutorials for WordPress, that kind of stuff, or like yeah, like WordPress news, it attracts people who have websites. Yeah, yeah. and and need sponsors, right? So yeah. Yeah, so sometimes I just a little, uh, little harsh on myself. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that the story, story of my life. I mean, yeah, uh, that that's what that's what got me to. It, it's this time of year, the last month or two is when I uh, pivoted my whole focus. It, it was Clarity yeah, Flow, yeah. and now it's this whole content creator business. So, yeah, it happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad uh, to hear that you're still in the the creator game, though. It's, I mean, I, I really think that it's just a matter of focus. Like yeah. it's. Um, that, like you, I think it's a good exercise to just start to critically question a lot of assumptions. Like, like question everything that you've been doing, but as, as you've been questioning, like question, why am I doing this again? <laughs> and try to put a good reason on everything and then just cut the things that the reason's not good enough, you know? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I know you haven't watched WordPress uh, as closely over the years, but we're going to get into a point I don't know if we talked about this in the last few episodes, but we are going to get to a point where it will be like, I'm, you know, 90% sure anyway, that it will be cool again. And WordPress core, like the solution of just plain installing WordPress is going to be great. If you in say this so. Com in, <laughs> in, this com in this coming year or two. So I'm like trying to hang on to that moment because that's another sort of gold rush moment like we had back in 2008 2009 when wordpress was really like you know you were doing restaurant engine or like before that the little i know you about it is uh yeah it, it actually does seem like there's there seems to be more active i'm really not up on the news i should i should tune into wp minute more to, to get the news but i think it would require really winning or maybe they already are but like winning over the who's the other big like who are like the top big ones is it like wix squarespace yeah i mean in Webflow. terms of like literal market share their only competitor close to them is shopify and oh, then really? okay and then wix and squarespace yeah like when you look at w3 techs and this was the weird reason that they gave not to get inside really like like so like just like, like in terms of like websites on the internet like there's that high high i know there's a lot of e-commerce websites in the world but like of all the websites in the internet they're of all of all the websites in the internet, WordPress owns 60% of them. And and it is still about like, how do you get the the non-technical business owner to to choose WordPress? I feel like they they still don't choose WordPress by default. Right. They still choose the thing that they see TV commercials about, which is probably Wix or something like that. Uh, so I can't find the report. Maybe they changed it with W3 Text, or maybe it's just because the end of the year. But 60% is WordPress. This is the reason why they gave it to Elementor this year. WordPress itself is not our top three this year because growing further becomes really hard once you reach well over 60% of market share. Mm -hmm. Elementor has 9.5% market share. But 
But also remember, Elementor is WordPress. Is WordPress, yeah. <laughs> and then WooCommerce has 9% market share, also WordPress. And then Shopify comes in. They removed the stats, but last time I saw it, Shopify was at like 4%. Mm-hmm. And then Wix, okay, wow. which won last year. Wix won W3Tex last year because it moved from 1.9% to 2.4%. <laughs> right in terms of they're like, so overall. far behind yeah they're so far behind right and when you look at w3 text since 2010 which is maybe when they started doing this wordpress has won every year mm. so literally wordpress is the biggest and yeah man like it's there's part of me is like wow this is such a massive piece of software a massive important piece of software that more people should care about this is why i did this this whole thing to begin with but anyway we we'll get there I think one of the things I'll move into this year, maybe as like another product, which keeps me, which pushes me more into like what you're, you're doing with full stack founder is maybe doing some kind of um, on hand workshop, like teaching people how to use WordPress for like, for organizations, like some higher priced, more luxury item where they're like hey teach us how we can use wordpress in in our environment somebody who wants to skip like having to go to youtube and they just want a professional to come in to teach them how to use it because i think that'll keep me closer to what the average user wants would that be more like direct uh services or like workshop like group workshops or courses yeah so like i was you know when you asked me before like what would you like if you didn't do all this what would you do i would do something locally in my in my space I would probably do oh, like the locally, same. like in your area. Yeah, yeah. So and and just like do that as like, a, a th- like I don't know why I feel so drawn to like continue to like fly the flag for WordPress and like do the journalism thing. Mm. But then also like I have this desire to be like local community person. I want to teach people how to use WordPress for free, unless you're a company, <laughs> right? Unless you're. Mm-hmm you know, a marketing agency or you're a financial company and you have plenty of money and you just, and you want me to teach you, you got to pay me. But if you're just like, Hey man, I'm trying to find a job. I want a different career. I'm retired. I want to learn something. I'd be happy to teach you how to, how to WordPress. I think, I I think it's just like anything else. Um, It sort of needs to be validated in terms of like it, is there an actual need there? Because I, I I don't really buy that people are interested in WordPress. They're interested in having a website to serve some other need, a business or whatever it might be. I don't think that people choose to just be a WordPress hobbyist unless they want to build a business. Sure, and, sure. And, and But like maybe, see, like I, I think like, an area of like education that you could probably get into, you'd be well positioned to get into it is teaching people how to become WordPress professionals, right. like p- teaching people how to be, how to set up WordPress for actual, cl- like, you know, freelancing agencies, build your own plugins, you know, or because, understand, because it, understanding but, the landscape of it. Yeah. Yeah. I understand the land, like, like just because it is such a growing, it's such a huge space. There's that that means there's always going to be more and more new new younger professionals coming in and you know you like you got to always remember that there there there's going to be kids that are 10 20 years younger than us that are starting out now you know yeah they they weren't around when when 
<laughs> like through through all the crap we went we went through in the last 10 20 years in this I space know. you know they're not even gonna have to learn html and css to oh my put together God. a wordpress website they're just gonna be like where's elementor where's the blocks Let the, me the name of my around. third youtube video is uh introduction to html and css <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that one should do well brian yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, you know, it's really my first attempt at like showing actual code on the screen. We'll, we'll see. Breaking content. Thanks uh, everybody for listening. Don't forget to go to breakingcontent.co. Speaking of getting like positive af uh, feedback uh, for your positive affirmation, um, I've been putting. Well, actually, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the surprise. All I'm gonna say uh -oh. is everyone should just listen through the episodes. And that'll be that'll be that. Breakingcontent.co. Brian, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to Breaking Content, a limited series podcast produced and recorded by Matt Medeiros, edited by Stuart Barefoot, co-hosted by Brian Castle. Sign up for the newsletter at www.breakingcontent.co. Search for Breaking Content in your favorite podcast app and follow us. One more time for those of you in the back, sign up for our newsletter at www.breakingcontent.co. See you in the next episode.